0: Tonight, yet another staggering heatwave striking fantasy football. Welcome back to the Brodo heatwave powered by the fantasy football by Brodo app. 32 teams in 32 days brought to you by the Brodo team. Mike Petrop, Jason Petrop, Tim Petrop, and Santiago Casanova. It's the summer heat wave powered by the fantasy football by Brodo app. 32 teams in 32 days doing it Brodo style and discussing every single fantasy relevant player up until the start of the season. We start with the Ravens in Baltimore. I'm your host, Tim Petrop. Of course, joined by Michael Petrop and Jason Petrop. But before we get started, we wanted to remind you to download the Fantasy Football by Brodo app, the only app that has every single tool you need to draft a winning team and keep a winning team during the season. And right now it's free for a limited time. In the app, you get Fantasy Player Cards, which if you haven't checked those out yet, Check those out. A WHO to draft tool, player comps, podcasts, consistency charts, game logs, coaching tendencies, articles, rankings, waivers, advanced statistics, everything you need, including Broto exclusive statistics like true throw value, true target value, true performance value, rushing yards over expected, and points per opportunity, excluding touchdowns, and tons more. You get this for a limited time because of our patrons over at patreon.com slash brodofantasy. Please join now to support the show and the app, but most importantly, to join the community on Discord, play in leagues with the Brodo bros, get an extra podcast per week, waiver priorities, private team consultations, free giveaways, and more. As always, the Broto hub is BrotoFantasy.com. Let's get it, baby. It is the Ravens, the summer heat wave, and I'm feeling good because I'm back on the mic, and I've missed you guys so much. She's back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. I don't, I don't know about you, but I Papa came Tim. in like I never missed a step, baby. Or right off the right off the IL and into the lineup, hitting cleanup. You know what I'm saying? Papa Tim is back, baby. We out here. <laughs> so let's dive in, man, uh, for the Ravens. The Ravens are the first team we're going to be going for. Their head coach and their offensive outlook, Jim Harbaugh. Their offensive coordinator, of course, Greg Roman. Consider him the Lamar whisperer. He's been the offensive coordinator since Lamar Jackson has taken over at quarterback. Last year they were seventh in scoring. Only passed the ball 42.2% of the time. That is by far the lowest in the league. Five percentage points lower than the next lowest team, the Patriots. Last year they were 12th ranked, uh, they were the 12th ranked scoring. I'm sorry, 7th in scoring offense, 12th ranked offensive line coming into the season by PFF. So this is what you're looking at if you're a Ravens player. Now let's get to these Ravens players. A start with the star, the quarterback, Lamar Jackson. The question is, which Lamar Jackson are you getting? Are you getting the one that completely derailed your fantasy team the first 10 weeks of last season? Or are you getting the guy that completely won you a championship if you had him the last six weeks of the season? Which one of those Lamar's are you getting, and are you? Wh- how do you feel about their plan to make Lamar more of a pass catcher? Jason, let's start with you. You look you look excited to share.
1: More of a pass yeah. catcher. Tim really is back in full steam.
2: Exactly. Thrower. A pass a pass thrower, thrower. Excuse me. Uh, if Lamar Jackson's catching passes, the Ravens are doing something. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have been growing more and more. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Close to Lamar Jackson as the time goes on. I really like him. That's not ADP. definitely not the word you Not, you're not what I was looking for, for but sure. I thought I wasted too much time already <laughs> talking. Uh, I had him at quarterback five. I just moved him up to quarterback four. I had a Dak Prescott because Prescott's coming back from an injury and is dealing with that shoulder issue right now. But Lamar Jackson, I feel like of the big five, big five being um, Mahomes, Allen, Murray, Prescott, LJ. Of that five, Lamar Jackson, besides Mahomes, probably is the safest, mm-hmm. if we're being honest. Um, last year, the first twelve games, he, the first ten games he played, four of them he was a top twelve quarterback. So, like you said, it wasn't ideal. But then the Ravens went back to the offense that we were used to them running, and he ended five out of six games in the top twelve. So, at the end of the day, he was a top twelve quarterback nine times. He surpassed a thousand rushing yards again. He was eighth in points per game last season, so top eight quarterback there. First in twenty nineteen. And let's not forget 2018, where after he took over for Joe Flacco, he was fifth in fantasy points per game. So he's never been lower than eighth in fantasy points per game. He's going at quarterback five right now. So right that's there, insane. that's crazy. He's he's almost near his floor. And there's just so much upside with him. Uh, the Ravens just added Rashad Bateman. They drafted Tylan Wallace later in the draft. Added Sammy Watkins. Devon Duvernay's a year older. Miles Boykin's a year older. Hollywood Brown's a year older. Mark Ingram is not around anymore. Mark Ingram was the worst running back of the three yesterday. So now there's one less player to worry about on that offense. Ronnie yesterday. Stanley is back healthy, which not a lot of people are talking about for some reason. Lamar Jackson, get a load of this, has the three highest rushing attempt seasons for a quarterback in NFL history. Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson, rush attempts. That's just what he does. They're not going to change their offense up just because they drafted Rashad Bateman. Maybe he'll throw a little bit more. But guess what? He'll just be... He'll just throw a touchdown every now and again instead of rushing in a touchdown. And the difference is two points, sure. But he's still going to reach that 1,000-yard plateau, and he's still going to be a force on the ground. So don't try to tell me that him throwing a little bit more is, like, super dreadful. Because if anything, it'll open up some more lanes for him.
0: There's so much There's so much pie to be had. The only... Passed the ball four hundred and six times total last year. There's so much Big more than three hundred ninety nine completions, right? So there's so much more that he could do and still rush for a thousand yards.
2: He was only eleventh in true target value, true throw value last year. I see that going up. He was much better in the back half, just like the year prior. He was top ten in true throw value because he was the last. The last half of last season looked more like twenty. 20- 2019 and i think that they're going to roll with that offense just with better weapons on the outside this year lamar jackson is one of my favorite picks right now if you're going for a mid-round quarterback because sometimes you can get him as the fifth off the board and if i had to put money on it lamar jackson's not low anything lower than quarterback five this year
0: and you know it they obviously were not happy with their with their um their situation receiving wise last year because they went out and they, they spent mad money and they also pursued, like they lost out on Juju. Remember they were in on Juju and then Juju decided to stay. Um, They lost out on Kenny Galladay and they kind of settled for Sammy Watkins and then they drafted a wide receiver. So, I mean, they're equipping Lamar Jackson to be better when he does throw, but I don't
2: think they're doing that by equipping him with equipment. Is that what equipping means? equipping is, is that is that did i say that we, wrong we've Equipting?
1: just equipping it's equipping
2: look we haven't been able to mock you for some time now on air <laughs> for uh you're
0: making it very easy for us though uh anyway um the people who are trying to make it easy on lamar jackson boom straight up i i haven't lost a step the people were trying to make it hard on lamar jackson i mean easy on Lamar jackson damn it um the wide receivers we mentioned that wide receiver room we mentioned what was added to that wide receiver room What's your thoughts on this, Michael? Rashad Bateman is a is a rookie that, if you're drafting in your in your dynasty leagues, I myself drafted him in a dynasty league. You feel okay about it, but in redraft, he's hard to imagine because it, it it's it's hard to imagine a wide receiver in this offense doing much, and that includes Marquise Brown, who had a good year because he scored a lot of touchdowns last year. Um, well, he didn't have a what, good year. Well, he had a decent year. The De- second decent half, decent. yeah, a decent second half because he scored all the touchdowns. So the question is, Michael. What can we expect out of this wide receiver room? And is there any hidden gem that might pop out?
1: Yeah, so very shockingly, the Ravens were last in the league over the last several seasons in pass percentage, um, sense the sarcasm. In 2020, they threw the ball 42.2% of the time. The second closest team was the New England Patriots last season, 4.5% difference. That is like an absurdly large difference between the bottom two teams in the league it is a low volume passing offense but like Jason said Lamar Jackson is a very efficient quarterback when they allow him to play his game last season in the first 10 weeks or so he did not right it was more of a let's try to make Lamar Jackson a pocket passer type guy and then they got back into Lamar Jackson being Lamar Jackson 11th in true throw value first overall in true throw value in 2019 and we saw at the end of the season. Hollywood Brown became a good fantasy player. He was a top 30 receiver because he was able to, uh, because they're running that offense that Lamar Jackson excels at, and that's a run first offense, quick passes, and things of that sort where he's not just a pocket passer. Get him out into space where he excels. And now, like Jason mentioned, they brought in Rashad Bateman, Tylen Wallace, Sammy Watkins, to that team, and those are a lot of weapons now at Lamar Jackson's disposal, but, as you mentioned, Tim, how much could you really trust these guys in a redraft league? Like, conceptually, it makes sense to say, oh, this first-round pick coming in has a chance to be the number one option for a team. You should target him in drafts, but then you look at the team, you look at the situation, and... It's tough to really trust anyone in that um, in that offense, and I like Rashad Bateman, six foot, hundred ninety pounds. His main comp on the Broto app is Hakeem Nix, super underrated, very talented wide receiver. Going currently on sleeper ADP, also found on the Broto uh, fantasy football by Broto app as wide receiver, forty four, hundred seventh overall. So right there in the tenth round, I think it's fair because even if he sees five to seven targets a game, he can return value as wide receiver 44, but he's not someone who there's no, no one on this team is going to be a wide receiver one, right? You're not going to find that gem. You're not going to find that difference maker in the Baltimore wide receiver room, which is why I'm generally just not really targeting these guys. Like in best ball leagues, I suppose they make more sense because they likely will have spike weeks, but in redraft leagues, I maybe take a shot in Rashad Bateman In a league or two if you have several leagues. But like I'm not going after Hollywood Brown. I'm not going after Sammy Watkins, Tylen Wallace, Devin DuVernay. I'm just not interested in those guys because it's just not going to. The volume isn't going to be there in a now crowded wide receiver room.
0: One of the other things that you have to also consider when you're talking about the receivers is the tight ends. And last year, you know, I went to the rooftops and I yelled Mark Andrews name and I said, I love you. I love you. So uh, because I thought that we were getting the next Travis Kelsey. Um, Unfortunately, I was mistaken. Now, he wasn't the worst. Uh, he was the tight end six on the year. He was a tight end four in points per game. But he did have a whole bunch of bust games. He had five games under tight end 20, which, by the way, I'm getting this from the new um, game logs on the Brodo Fantasy app, so check that out. Um, he was good, but I feel like he's one of those players that disappointed a lot of people who, because he didn't perform up to ADP on the guys they passed up. Like I passed up on A.J. Brown. To draft Mark Andrews last year. Like, it was the, those are the type of guys that people were passing up to draft Mark Andrews. So he seems like this bust, but he had a good season. And I think that he's, it, we can expect Mark Andrews to be this guy now. He's not in that upper tier of elite receiving tight ends who are re- elite receivers, but he's at the very top of the tier of touchdown dependent guys, which is everybody else. Because he's the best at getting touchdowns. And he's the one in an offense that is going to basically guarantee him touchdowns. And we've seen it now two years in a row. So I think that Mark Andrews is a good like, eh, like middle pick. Like If you want to use a six-round pick on Mark Andrews uh, to shore to, to up your tight end position, I don't have a problem with it. But I think that we've seen Mark Andrews ceiling, and this is what he is. And there's nothing wrong with that, especially in the tight end landscape. But um, those expecting him to take the next step up, I just don't see it. Jason, what do you think?
2: Yeah, man, like you said, Mark Andrews was fourth in points per game last year in a down year for tight ends. But get a load of this, guys. In 2019, the year that Mark Andrews broke out and had a great season, he was tight end five in points per game. So he ended higher in tight end points per game last year than he did the year before, even though those numbers went down. Well, that tells me is that the tight end landscape was just more ugly than it ever was last season, like really ugly. And so, what we get here is, do you want to pay for a top five, in quotes, tight end in the mid round, uh, in the mid round range when you can get a top ten tight end a lot later? Last year, Mark Andrews put up fifty eight, seven hundred one and seven. Not that far behind. Eric Ebron put up 56, 558, and 5. So 150 less yards, two less touchdowns. So one less good game. Because only two less catches. And Eric Ebron was 10 and 14 in points per game. That's a difference of 10. 10 ranks right there. With two catches, 150 yards, and two touchdowns. So it's hard to it's hard to look at Mark Andrews and think. I need to have this guy on my team in the mid range mm-hmm. when I could have a tight end, later that could put up similar numbers. And that's so,
0: Jason. Here, if you had to just straight up, if you had to pick between these two guys, who would you rather have on your team, Mark Andrews or T.J. Hawkinson?
1: Uh, neither.
2: Right now, can't at, say neither. I that's mean, right now at their ADP though, the answer is neither. my answer is neither. But if I had to choose one, I'd go Andrews.
0: Uh, all right, uh, Fant, Noah Fant Andrews
2: I'm telling you, like, Andrews is yep. my fourth-ranked tight end He's okay. going to be a top-five tight end The question with Andrews is, do you want to pay up for it?
0: Right, because I'm probably not cap. Yeah It's... it's Hawkinson and Andrews are both interesting to me I've Recently, we just... Uh, I just got the fifth pick in my home league So I've been doing a lot of mock drafts on, on the fifth pick And I've been playing around with drafting Andrews or Hawkinson In the fifth round I always feel like I regret it Every time I do it. um, The running backs are...
2: are like, as ugly as tight end is, you could argue it's deep, too. So it's hard. Like, there's 20... You can honestly name, like, 24 tight ends who could be top 12 tight ends this year.
0: Yeah. That's an interesting way to look at it because, like, the ceiling's not so high, so therefore the position is deep because of that. Because so many people have the capability of reaching that very low ceiling that you're looking for when you're speaking between the difference of a tight end four and a tight end 12 like you just highlighted.
1: Yeah, that's why. Unless you're getting Kelsey, Waller, or Kittle, there's no reason to spend up for a guy like Andrews or Hawkinson because I just don't see one of those guys matching the top three. And then It seems like,
0: like an oxymoron but it's not (laughs) i mean last Uh,
1: year if you got guys like gronk logan thomas eric ebron for free you basically had a a tight a top 10 tight end like once you get past those three big guys it's just it's different like you don't need to pay up anymore and you shouldn't
0: michael we will we'll we'll talk more about the tight ends uh, as it comes up because uh guys like kyle pitts and uh noah Fant and, and and Mark Andrews are being paid up for one guy who's not being paid up for still some, for some reason is Gus Edwards, Gus Edwards, part of this back with JK, this backfield with JK Dobbins. Um, Michael, how are you looking at this, this backfield? And for me personally, I'm avoiding JK Dobbins, like the plague. And I am drafting Gus Edwards as much as I can, but that's not because I, think Mark uh, Gus Edwards is going to outperform J.K. Dobbins. I just think the value for a guy that's probably going to split carries 50-50 is so much better in in the 10th round than it is J.K. Dobbins in the third round, who's also splitting splitting plays. And I just mentioned that the Ravens as a whole, not Lamar Jackson, the Ravens as a whole passed the ball 406 times last year. So for those saying JK Dobbins is going to catch patches at the backfield, I say what passes? They they just added these wide receivers and Lamar Jackson he doesn't he doesn't check down because there's no point he is the check down he is the runner who's going to get the extra yards if the play breaks down so I don't know I, for me J K Dobbins uh, is is being I don't know praised a little too much and and Gus Edwards being suppressed a little too much what what are your what's your thoughts on that Mike
1: yeah so the Ravens obviously they're the most run heavy team in the league and a lot of people say but take away Lamar Jackson rushes. Yeah, you could take away Lamar Jackson rushes and they're still a top 10 overall team in rushing. Like, just because Lamar Jackson runs doesn't mean they're not a rushing team in a traditional sense either. They are a traditional rushing team as well. They just also run the ball a ton with their starting quarterback. So when you look at that running back room, you're gonna get a lot of rush attempts, but that's the issue. As you pointed out, you get the rush attempts. You don't really get the targets. They were 30th in the league in targets per game in 2019, 32nd in targets per game in 2020 because Lamar Jackson is that guy. He's going to run. He's not going to dump it off to Dobbins, Edwards, or whoever else finds their way onto the field. But J.K. Dobbins was a very, very good player last season as a rookie. He was 10th in the league in points per opportunity, excluding touchdowns. He was third in rushing yards over expected, first in the good old school yards per carry, and he had a top 24... Week each of the last five weeks of the season and interestingly enough you just assume oh he was a rookie last five weeks of the season is when he was playing more no he still saw less than 55% of the snaps in each of those games except one where he saw 62% of the snaps so his snap count didn't change from the middle of the season he was just being even more efficient than he was and this is a hyper efficient offense overall on the ground as it has been for several seasons now, since Lamar Jackson took over, he also scored nine touchdowns, which buoyed him a little bit. And then, like you pointed out, you have Gus the Bus Edwards doing his thing. 144 carries last season, good for 28th in the league, parlayed it into 723 rushing yards, which was 19th in the league. So big difference there, hence the absolute glorious efficiency in that Baltimore backfield. He's the leading rusher in that backfield over the last several seasons so he's not going anywhere. Like he is he has his role in that team. It's just that his upside is severely limited because it's a split backfield. He has no role in the passing game. He finished as a top 24 running back in PPR leagues last season just 3 times. He was a very safe bet in a flex to get you a top like 40 like a, a 7 to nine-point game, if he didn't find the end zone, that's what you were going to get, basically. But J.K. Dobbins was the one who was the main guy in that offense, the guy scoring the touchdowns. who's getting the red zone work. So, the price you have to pay for J.K. Dobbins in the third round, look, I don't hate it, especially if you start tight end wide receiver or wide receiver, wide receiver. If you want to get the comfortable, safe running back in the third round— it's not going to kill you there. I'm. I haven't been drafting J.K. Dobbins much because of, because of all these reasons that we've pointed out to to sour that backfield a little bit. But I do think he is a very good player who has a very good shot to be a solid player all year long. I just get some uh, Josh Jacobs vibes, not as a player talent wise, as a fantasy player. Where if he doesn't score touchdowns, he may end up being, um pretty bad for you that week. So, touchdown-dependent players are always tough to roster, especially if you draft them in the first three rounds or so. So, I'm not super sold on J.K. Dobbins at ADP, Gus Edwards. With his ninth, 10th round ADP, you could do worse. Um, he's a very solid backup running back to have on your team, fill-in type guy. He's not someone I'm actively targeting. I like going after high-upside guys in the ninth, 10th round more so than I do the, um, the safe guys. But I... I do think Gus Edwards has a pretty decent ADP as well. If you're going like zero running back, for example.
0: I'm gonna I I gotta say this about uh, JK Dobbins is probably gonna be on my list of favorite busts this year. Uh he's not gonna bust. I think I think he'll bust this in, in a third round ADP, bro. Like, how could you take him in third round ADP knowing he's gonna split carries? Number one. And you you t- you talked about Gus Edwards being T D dependent, and yeah, that might be the case, but you also talked about and a lot of fantasy analysts talk about JK Dobbins and how he was ultra efficient in the final weeks of last year, uh, yeah, he is ultra efficient. He had a touchdown each of those weeks. So weeks 11, 13, 14, 15, and 16, he had a touchdown. Um, he That was good for running back five. Great. Then running back 20, 19, 20, and 21. And the reason why that's capped like that, even though he had a touchdown, he's capped is because, number one, he doesn't catch passes. And number two, he's splitting carries not only with Gus Edwards but with Lamar Jackson as well. So I think that you know, he needs to be the hyper efficient person again, who had the most yards per carry, the the third most uh, yards over expected, like all these things you said. Like he needs to be that again in order to be even close to fantasy relevant. And, and you're drafting him in the third round. It just doesn't make sense to me. I, it does. In this off, it just doesn't make sense to because me because he's very good. Yeah, like it's he also could, because of the upside, he could
1: be a. Like a Nick Chubb who's going in the first round who splits mm-hmm. with Kareem Hunt. It's just yeah, that but he, doesn't... he doesn't have Lamar Jackson. I know, but you're also not paying a first-round price. You're playing a third-round pi- price. Like, if I don't, I don't JJ... hate him at his current ADP. I think it's... Like, he's going to end between running back 10 to 15 at the end of the season, in my opinion. That's basically what you're going to get. You're not going to get, like, these huge spikes. He's not going to be a league winner, so I don't really fall in love with those types of guys, but I don't really see anything super wrong with his current
0: ADP. There you have it. We're starting off with the AFC North, and it is time to go yonder to the Bengals next time we see you. We like to make these uh, evergreen. You know, we like to make these so that you can go back to them at any point in the season, re-listen, and be like, oh, I X, Y, Z about Ravens players. So things change between now and 32 32- days from now so because of that we have this last segment called one injury away where if there's an injury you're looking at this guy and i think the easy answer here is gus edwards am i right no nah, the That's easy not my answer. answer
1: is jk dobbins yeah my answer is jk dobbins
0: oh okay 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 but yeah but he's already there he's a third round pick so he's not one injury he's exactly, maybe he's one, but injury but one injury away from,
1: away from yeah from being like a maybe top 20 player
2: i'll switch it up and go with nick boyle
1: There
0: you go. Honestly, just because
2: Lamar Jackson's not very good at throwing outside the numbers. So if something were to happen to Mark Andrews, I do think Nick Boyle would be a streaming-worthy tight end.
0: I'm going to say Rashad Bateman, too. I think that—let's it. say Mark Andrews gets hurt. I think you have to pass to someone, and Marquise Brown has kind of proven his worth. So maybe Bateman (laughs) can be that guy who's kind of uh, Lamar Jackson's go-to you can actually get one. So if, if Mark Andrews goes down, it does open up a whole world of possibilities uh, for the Ravens. Don't forget the Fantasy Football by Broto app. Download it now. BrotoFantasy.com, Patreon.com slash BrotoFantasy if you want to support the show. Follow us on Twitter at uh, at BrotoFantasy, duh. Uh, and then, of course, all of us at BrotoFFTim, at BrotoFFMike, at BrotoFFJason, and at BrotoFFCasanova. That's it. We'll see you tomorrow for the Bengals. Later. Wave?